Now, Aaron, if we're coming into a part two, do we need to have a cold open? I mean, yeah, maybe. The answer is no. Roll that beautiful bean footage. I'll give my special shout out then going into April. Yeah. Uh, the Northman. Oh, I'm glad you covered this. This movie <laughs> is going to be epic on so many reasons. It's so exciting. I watched this trailer and I'm like, yes, this is Aaron all like this movie has every bit of Aaron in it. I don't know. I think I'm more Viking than Aaron is. Are you? I think she is actually. I um, know like you, this is a movie for both of you in general, but it's like, I watched that movie and it's like, I, this is a movie I know Aaron will love. If I'm interested in it, I know you all have to be <laughs> even more. Um, but yes, it looks fantastic. It's coming from Focus Features, April 8th. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because that was one of my the highlighted ones on the schedule. <laughs> uh, also coming out that weekend, we've got our follow-up, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Knuckles and Tails are here, baby! I think this one might even be a little bit better than the first movie. Just the way they're kind of playing some stuff off and... I love Ben Schwartz, who voices Sonic, so giving him at least a little, even a little bit more free reign, which it feels like they do, he is going to su be successful. And this He's is an, an amazing improver. It's an example of how to use your Jim Carrey well, honestly. Yes, yes. And, like, the trailer alone is making me excited. The one shot they have of the trailer that has made me laugh the hardest so far is the coffee barista screaming that <laughs> Eggman is back because he is the one who makes his very special coffee yeah. for him all the time. That's so very good. That's good world building and attention to detail, guys, in the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Remember when we watched Sonic the Hedgehog? And that was the last movie we saw in theaters for a year. <laughs> Do you remember those dark times? I The first Sonic movie, like, that has been the, like, what we talked about in Uncharted. Video game movies get a bad rap, period. Every single one always seems to fail in one way or shape or form. But Sonic the Hedgehog kind of broke the curse. It went out, made Would a you say Sonic or... Detective Pikachu, because you could even push it further back and say Wreck It Ralph. No, see, I can't really say Detective Pikachu because of the cartoons. There's still too much of a like actual narrative. I mean, when, when I talk about like, I mean hardcore. Like, it is only in the video game world. Yeah, like, Sonic can. Ex well, Sonic did have a bunch of animated TV series. It does, and he has a little bit of like background, so he kind of like fills. But for the most part, I mean, for the the, the Genesis Sega Genesis people like me who grew up. Like, I mean, I never really watched animated stuff. I don't think even one of them made it very long. But I know there's different iterations. But Sonic has been one of, like, outside of Mario, has been one of the more consistent, like, characters that has been uh, featured. I, Idris I, Elba stunt casting, I think, is my new thing for movies now, where you just... <laughs> right. Idris, find, he's here. <laughs> let's just find a role. I don't care... Anything. Anything for his put voice. Him put him in. He's... I mean, the problem is, is he's so good at this stuff, though. He's he's amazing in uh, as Thymdall in uh, Thor. I thought he did a pretty good job as dead, not Deadshot. Uh, oh, um, Deathstroke. No. <laughs> God, there's so many of them. They're all named oh, the same thing. Not Bullseye. Nah, yeah. He name, does everything. That name he your do, copycat. Yeah. <laughs> mercenary, whatever. Uh, but yeah, no. I mean, look, he's a fantastic actor. Um, I remember the first time I saw him was in one of the Tyler Perry's. Um, oh shit he was in a tyler perry movie yeah and he played a father who was just trying to get his kids back from uh his uh ex-girlfriend or whatever who 
was like involved with the drug you know dealer is but it was a very heartfelt like i remember it was one of the few ones where medea is not in it and you're like oh oh it's just a tyler perry thing okay yeah, yeah. um the uh, he actually it's so funny because chris evans might be one of the most prolific comic book actors now because he's been in no less than four he's been no less than four different comic book characters no five he's been um Bloodsport, that's it. Bloodsport. Uh, he has, and I, I love his like, like half like j- skull jaw mask that he has. Um, uh, Chris Evans has been obviously Human Torch in Captain America. He was also in a movie. Uh, the Losers. He was in The Losers. He Which was in a movie. A great film. Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim, and then Push. So he's been five different comic book characters. Not to mention other ones. I, I think he's voiced maybe one or two. Um, but the the fact of the matter is, is in five major releases, he has been a comic book character. So like Hugh Jackman has been Wolverine the longest. He's been the longest playing of one character. Chris Evans, I think, has done the most widely released. And the losers also had Idris Elba. That's why I was on that and teenage to begin with. So Thymdall and Captain America never met. And that made me sad, mm. uh, but only lightly. Slightly, uh, are so. you doing that just to irritate me? What? Thymdall? Yeah, it's Hamdal, babe. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I was not doing it on purpose. I'm like, oh, it's like... I could see Rich flinch every time you said that. Aaron knows, like, actual Norse, like, pronunciations, because, you know, everything in that language is very... Heimdall. I apologize. (laughs) I was just like, man, Aaron knows something. He's already... Um, He got me on Pixar for... I just, you know, if we're going to do a video game Sonic movie, I'm still waiting for the scene where Sonic swims underwater and that really <laughs> hypertense <laughs> music <laughs> plays <laughs> and he almost <laughs> drowns several times. Because that was my experience of Sonic Future as a child. Liz, insert uh, the music here. Oh, God, that's, no, I can't. I can't. Um, I'll die. I, I would love to, to pass skip. right over Fantastic <laughs> Beasts. Yeah, because. Walk right again, on by. Being positive. Being positive, but. The bad guy. Oh my god! This out of nowhere for me. So I'm so happy that you know we're talking about uh, family releases. This is another family release yep. that, like, honestly, I think this is going to be a diamond in the rough. I think it Sam is. Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell is freaking gold. I I'm sorry. I thought he was one of the best parts of Iron Man Two, which is kind of a weak movie to begin with, but he's one of the best parts. He is. Uh, he he carries. Some movies on his back. Now, and the bad guys is being released by Universal, but it is a DreamWorks picture, yes. so we're okay. all clear. That's why it looks the way it does. It is a DreamWorks, DreamWorks picture. Yeah. <laughs> I I think this could easily be like the kids' version of Harley Quinn or something like. That. Oh, absolutely! It's got such energy to it. The animation is great with that beautiful blend of two D and three D playing together. Uh, the shark is already my favorite character. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. like King Shark was my favorite in the Harley Quinn show. So, um, so I, I honestly, I didn't see a trailer for this until maybe like a month ago, and now I've seen a couple more, and it's just solidifying it. The animation style and some of the humor reminded me of like animes like Lupin the Third. Yes, straight up looked like some old school '80s anime. Yeah, and like I mean, it's an interesting story. It's bad. It's a group of bad guys that steal and do things and. All they of a sudden, be, they get a... They want to be good boys. A, a uh, Saul-Paul moment, like in the Bible, where they choose to change their path to do something that actually betters society, and but trying to find out how to do it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like, Sam Rockwell, he's fantastic. I mean, he's, 
He's probably Aqua far. Athena has grown on me quite a bit. I think she's really great too. Yeah, moving on with on positive aspects, but <laughs> no, it, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good ensemble cast for animated film. And you know, it's funny because you know we talked about this on I think another podcast, but funny how like the animated world has now shifted to big name talent. When growing up in the 90s, 80s, and 90s, it like would be hard pressed to find somebody who was an a-list actor be even a b-list actor as an animated character that was just that was for the realm of voice voice actors actors. so it's kind of weird like it's now the whole animation industry is just built on who you can get your vehicles and and that's and and it's it's kind of gone through shifts twists and turns and stuff like that because yeah you absolutely have people who are like you know like there are movies that are simply based on what if will smith was a fish what if will smith was a spy who becomes a bird it's there are vehicles that are based around such the a one talented person man playing it. so multifaceted <laughs> but there i'm seeing more care being taken into it because there were times where it's like oh and robert de niro as a shark and that is probably the most one note robert de niro performance i've ever seen I think it's nice to come to a place now where it is more. They, this is stunt casting, but they are good vocal performances too. There's nothing to say that an actor can't also be a good voice actor. Exactly, and there are some who are amazing at it, and there are some who aren't, and it's okay that you aren't. You can clearly tell who's just collecting a check. Correct. Um, Angelina Jolie. Why am I going back to Shark Tale? But you've got to leave that alone because also she coming was, out she was on really good in Kung Fu Panda. Also coming out April 22nd. I know it's not a wide release, but we have to talk about the unbearable about weight of massive talent. Is that the Nick Cage movie? Yes. It is the Nick Cage movie. I'm sorry. I never knew I wanted Nick Cage and uh, Pablo pa- or Pedro Pascal. Yes. Yeah, the Mandalorian. Yeah. The Mandalorian. I never knew I wanted them in this, at the same movie. And I mean, this, you knew somebody this concept was, alone. You knew somebody was going to make a movie just to like actually take Nick Cage as just Nick the, Cage. Just that Nick Cage accepted it. That he saw the meaning of himself and said, I am going to ride this thing to Valhalla. I want to know. Actually, I'm going to look this up real quick. Who the fuck wrote this did nick cage write it i no. mean this no. is no this is a fan who has written this somebody literally i believe you're, you're right they wrote this with just like the idea like what would it be like if somebody like just kidnapped nick cage not really kidnapped but like persuaded him to, with money which is yeah. the only thing he needs right now because <laughs> like clearly like he he's been making a ton of movies and you're like i guess he just needs to get paid because it seems like the sheer volume that he's done Aaron, who is it? Who oh, is no, it? No, no, no. It's not Nick Cage. It's, it's, <laughs> is it's it, something no, it's else. it's Pixar? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I, I'll save it for the end of us talking about this movie because it is perfect. I don't know if there's much was, more to I talk mean, about. Go watch the trailer if you it. haven't. It's, it's yes. Because uh, there's another smaller release. Um, I don't think we've come across it yet. Um, no, not not yet. Um, so I mean, we may get to that point. Uh, but this this one, I watched this trailer around the same time I watched a, a trailer for another movie, uh, Everything Everywhere, uh, mm-hmm. yes. which looks talking weirdly about, good. Is that the one with um, Maggie or um, oh, it's the, not Ming Na Wen. Um, um, oh, she's in Shang Chi and oh yeah. yes, um, 
Who's in Crouching Tiger? There's, there, there's someone's listening to this. They're like, it's this, it's this. Yeah, I know. It's Michelle Yao. Michelle Yao. She is fantastic. Yeah, it's a UA release. Um, it's when basically did- we might what might as well just go ahead and start talking about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness because yep. essentially everything everywhere is <laughs> its own multiverse. If if <laughs> Multiverse of Madness was about just a regular woman so anybody who knows ua released like hereditary um oh the summer midsummer midsummer uh they they have a history of release lamb uh they've oh that one. Oh, oh, oh the one with what's her face where she like Think she gave birth to a lamb? Yeah, um, Rooney. Oh, last time we watched an existential movie like that was The Lobster. That's the so, last one I can think Karen, of. Colin Farrell. They have a history of releasing these kind of films, which is always it's you know you're always going to be in for a ride. I have like a friend <laughs> who is a massive A24 fan. Like, yeah, A24 has definitely has a following. That, they they have that that that's part of their like uh, brand is that kind of stuff. You're not gonna find marvel or like comic book like it's just going to be things that really challenge everything that you know or what you're comfortable sitting and watching but like i love michelle yeah i think she's a fantastic actress she's been around for a while done a ton of different things this movie is going to be really interesting because you're gonna you you've seen like she's playing i guess 20 different versions of herself so it's going to be interesting to see what this is. But and, and there have been movies like this in the past, too. I don't too. think there's a release date on that. I don't think I'm, – I'm looking through this, this, this list, and I've not seen it yet. Um, but there have been other movies that, where they do stuff like that. Well, they'll have to play multiple versions of the same person. Um, but the way this one is presented just looks insane in, – good in an insane way. Oh, okay. So it's actually the month that we're talking about. We're into May. No, well, March. March. Oh. Uh, well, um, we're going back a little bit. Yeah. We, we were in April. We've, we're we've going lost into ourselves. May. But I, I watched the trailer for Everything Everywhere and then The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent around the same time. So, like, I got weirdly excited about both of these movies at the same yeah, time. Yeah, and, like, and appreciate, like, truly, for anybody who's out there, these movies are important. Like, we, I, trust me, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, all these things – they're the ones that studios make the money to like capture, but these movies like um, Downton Abbey and the like your your smaller pictures that have maybe have a lower budget, but they're still fundamentally important because they help diversify what's on screen. Nobody wants to live in a world where it's just popcorn flicks. Yeah, we don't and like Liz and I have had some of the greatest movie going experiences by going to some of the movies that we maybe weren't sh- as sure about. We just watched uh, Tokyo Godfathers at again Central Cinema, and it was really really good. And we wouldn't have watched it if we weren't able, uh, willing to take a chance on something that wasn't Spider Man No Way Home or Ghostbusters Afterlife. And I will lead the charge. We have as like the movie theater community. I can't change the studios. I can't change the critics out there because they're going to do what they do. But as the community, I would like for the community to stop being like hating on movies just because they don't hit numbers. Like there are really good movies that just do not make the money that for whatever reason that everybody thinks they should. And then if they don't, it's not a failure. 
Yeah. It's still a good movie. It's a, it's wrong to think that money is the only indicator of right. quality. How many movies go to Blu-ray or streaming or whatever and find a whole audience that never knew existed in the theaters because the people who had it didn't know how to market it correctly? Uh, the Princess Bride. Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, a freaking... Um, the really the because of public domain, it's a wonderful life. That mm-hmm. movie was in general not. It as was sh- huge. no one liked it, and that's why it was so cheap to get to to. They put literally on. were able to throw it on television and throw it every single year, and it becomes a tradition. And let's do the time warp again. The Rocky Horror Picture Show. Rocky Horror Picture Show now is literally one of the most popular Halloween or yeah Halloween movies or Halloween production uh, things ever. But in general, like I, to me, I think like when you have these movies that are coming out, they're not going to make hundred million. But because they don't make ten or twenty or whatever, it doesn't mean that they are bad films. It just means that they they miss the mark. Sometimes you get bad release weekends where you're going up against a big film, or you just in general it, they didn't know how to convey it. And I, you know, you have so many mediums to be able to market the films through it's tough to try to reach the crowd that you know are going to come out and watch. But, you know, just because something doesn't make money does not mean it's not popular or successful. So, yeah. And with that going on, let's talk about the ones that are going to be popular or successful. <laughs> Doctor Strange. We're, we're still breaking up. It's not just that kind of stuff. It's stuff, at least it's wide released. So. Yeah, well, it's 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 the summer season, right? This, right. Is, this is where studios are able to greenlit stuff for years from now because of what makes money during the summer. I, and this summer is going to be insane. It's huge. I'm just looking at the list here now. It is looking intense. Yeah, so we've, we kick off somewhere with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which I know absolutely nothing about because that is how I've become an, an enjoyer of Marvel movie once again. I don't come through Zero trailers. Expectations. I, I don't do a dang thing. I do no pre- prior research. I just go into the movie and see what it can do for and me. And I've mentioned this on the podcast at least a couple of times where – I used to be the one where I'm I'm diving deep in these YouTube videos. I'm looking at the posters. Where's Mephisto? Yeah, like yeah. where is he? He yes. has to be here. It, there was a devil in that uh, in that window. There's, There's hexagons be... everywhere. <laughs> What's with the hexagon? No, that's still a thing. Hexag. What is it with the hexagons? Seriously. Yeah. But the like Six-sided, I, excited for Cloverfield. Of the beast. Cloverfield is the best example because whenever that trailer came out. I was dicking up every single piece of research. I can't. What kind of monster is it going to be? What monster may it actually be? They made it what such it a bigger like? thing than it was. Oh, they yeah. made it so stupid. Big. I I dealt, and then I realized after a few years of doing that, I didn't enjoy the movies as much because I was expecting something else. You're focusing on everything but what you're supposed to focus on. Exactly. So with this, Sam Raimi directing. Absolutely excited. Absolutely thrilled. That's a good pick. It's, it's a bit of a roll of the dice, but for I think to I, me, it's, it's a smaller gamble than other For the uh, first Marvel horror film, yes. To me, like... I keep forgetting that's what it's going to be. He was... That, that first... The, we choose not to acknowledge the third Spider-Man because he was forced into making that film. And you can tell when somebody is forced to do something they don't want to do, There's the heart's not in it. But that first Spider-Man, and arguably Spider-Man 2, is arguably one of the best... Yeah comic book movies that's ever been made and you know that's a whole argument for another podcast i love spider-man 2 i'm with you rich but spider-man 2 is a fantastic film it has so much heart to it the reason doc ock but is so good in sam, no way home is because of that film. sam raimi made his name on horror maybe sam raimi made his name on horror 
Doctor Strange is going to incorporate aspects of the horror or the darker side. Like the Marvel horror comics and yeah. stuff like that. And I anticipate fun, laughter, but also things that were like, you generally have no idea what's going to happen. Like there is, I to me, outside of Doctor Strange is surviving because we all know you're going to, if you're going to die, it's going to be in the Avengers films. You're not going to die in your own solo <laughs> own films. Movie. But short of that, everything's on the table for this. And I, I look forward to, because I think this will be one of the most important world building films, but also with a character that I think they've done very well with post the Doctor Strange movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. The, the ending of Doctor Strange is one of the few Marvel endings I actually like because it's not just two of the same thing punching each other until one dies. It's a man going up against a literal eternal deity just through sheer persistence, yeah. just through his own tenacity. So this movie, yeah, I'm excited for uh, or for multiple reasons, but it, it's, it's, and it's a fantastic way to start off summer. Mm-hmm. It's not a summer movie unless you start off with a Marvel film. <laughs> Seems fair. We're also going to get in May 27th our Bob's Burgers movie, which hopefully I didn't hopefully. know was a thing until we started looking at the list. That, that's a brutal day, and it's not their fault for releasing or having that on the calendar. But do not be surprised that gets moved because I I have a strong feeling because there's been no production stills, there's been no trailer. That I don't movie, think it's coming out. That movie that is going to get released, but you threw a Top Gun. On on that uh, yeah, that move that, that's going to be rough rich speak to me as someone who actually enjoyed top gun what people like about it so it's nostalgia i think tom cruise he is a good actor uh, whether you like him personally or not he his mission impossible movies especially the later ones are really well done in the sense that he knows how to put action on screen Nothing is going to be the most complicated or definitely the most like uh, deep thinking aspects from his films, but he knows how to convey like entertaining cinema. Man, can that guy run? He can run so far. Look, look, credit to anybody who's as old as he is, who still does his own stunts, and then also sits there and says, I'm not satisfied with just doing what we have always been done. I will always be on the train for people who constantly push further. And uh, mission or um, the new Mission Impossible film, which I think is released later this year, um, I'm looking forward to as always because I love that franchise. But Top Gun, it's kind of weird. I, I like all the jokes and stuff. I didn't grow up as a huge like Top Gun. I remember watching it. I'm a big Goose person. I was devastated when Goose died. <gasps> Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> but and I know I can't remember. Are you the anti Miles Teller? No, no, I don't. I do know there is a person I know who's like huge anti Miles. No, it's not me. I I like mind him. I don't think he's as big talent as a lot of people. I like the fact that they incorporate his son, and it's again, you are appealing to the nostalgic crowd, but you're also trying to set it up for a newer generation. And when you do, and if you do it well, it's a success. If it's not, it's just a cash grab. I do not think this film is a cash grab. I think. Anytime Tom Cruise puts his money and his name behind something, it's going to do well. I, I disagree. I think it is a cash grab, but not the most greedy cash grab. I think that they're like, like what, we what can we... always argue about the fact that there is lack of original IP in Hollywood. Yeah. But you're going to make things that you know is going to generate money. And, and I'm sorry, but when it comes to summer releases, 
look at All of Summer. Oh, yeah. I started looking sequel, down this list. Sequel. Mm-hmm. A movie that's not a sequel, but it's built off of something that you already know. Yeah, Jurassic World, Lightyear, based on something that we already know. There's one movie in like the next two or three months that is like a quote-unquote original but, property, but even then it's probably still based on something else. Like it or not, these are the movies that green light the movies that you get to watch at the other times of the year that are original IP that have the tendency to blow up and do really well. Yeah, they, they're they they're the... Um, you need these films, and summertime is when you watch them. Yeah, films. kind of like, uh, what was it? Um, freaking uh, uh, Porky's. Por- we have Porky's to thank for A Christmas Story. Because the same guy who directed Porky's directed A Christmas Story, and the only reason he was allowed to direct it or make the movie to begin with was because uh, Porky's was so successful. You so. say that name like I have any idea what that is. Uh, think any think like, male. Yeah. <laughs> oh, think, wonderful. Think, think like um, uh, Road Trip, uh, the, oh, the American Pie movies, Euro but trip in like your Road Trip. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking. About. Yeah, there's like, like, the, like the sophomoric comedies with obvious just. Gotcha. Bare-chested women. I understand it. We're not going to go negative. We're going to slip into June. Basically, everything has National Lampoon. I mean, that's they've built a whole brand off of that kind of stuff. But, yeah, I mean, but, yeah, you don't get to, you know, it's kind of funny how, and at that time, nobody really thought much about National Lampoon. And and then uh, Top Gun Maverick being released by Paramount. And then uh, we also have, uh, May 20th, the DC League of Super Pets. I was going to say, we're not going to skip over DC League. We aren't? Of Super Pets. Unfortunately. Go ahead, then. We have to talk about crypto. I will say that it's going to be interesting. It's definitely not what I thought it was. I thought it was, like established like actual characters like that they're going to use yeah like the, they the really are only going like to that. do crypto and then he's like oh and then like these shelter pets that essentially which is it's a neat concept powers. i see it more as a television show than i see it as a movie or maybe it's leading into a television show because that shit used to happen all the time now, i think they're like when we look at we've talked about this uh, before too when we talk about tangled there are animated movies that are made for all generations and then there are animated movies that are made for just hardcore young audience. Right. And it's like, uh, I, w- I watched uh, Peter Rabbit the other day. And, uh, Why? I liked it. It was It's, it's a funny film. <laughs> it does have some, it's like Paddington. Like, there are people who really do. Like. See, no, Paddington, Paddington, <laughs> Paddington is. You guys both we, we both jumped. We both jumped. That for is a fantastic fence. film. Don't and the hate. second one is. And but it that's a movie that's made for all generations. Peter Rabbit is specifically made for getting young kids to laugh. There's not a whole lot more to it. It's and to get those mothers who don't want to deal with their children for a couple of hours in seats. See to me with DC League of Super Pets, I hope it's more of pets, a secret life of pets instead of secret life of pets of two. The that implies one. there's a difference in quality between the two of them. Because so. one, 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 I is, did enjoy the one first one. One is Toy Story, but with animals, and the other one is just garbage. Yeah, they, they, I, well, it's, and it's ha- just, and, I'm sorry, garbage with Harrison Ford in it. But the, and fir- the first movie, like you could tell, there was like a dis- they, distinct narrative, like Correct. how it was made. The I second will say movie the was like did make me laugh with the, the dogs jamming out to freaking oh, yeah, system all of the down. Cute little vignettes of all the different animals. The second Jeez, one was specifically made for hey kids love this we're going to make this for they kids. They like Kevin Hart. They like Bunny. Right. Well, and guess I mean <sighs> Kevin Hart's and Dwayne Johnson. I mean, there's people who are well I'm, known. I, I'm but not, what kind of movie is it though? I don't hate Kevin Hart. 
because uh, I do find him funny. He is. I'm just so over him right now. He. We need a break from Kevin Hart for a little while. You. I. One thing I know about you. You don't like actors who play the same character in every movie. And I, and Kevin Hart is one of those people, who, but who does it well. He does. He. He is. I don't necessarily funny. have that issue, but I know like yeah, he, it's the same person yep. in every movie. The, the Rock is starting to toe that line. His charm is only going to take him so far when he keeps playing the same what is it? person. It's not a rock movie unless he's wearing khakis in the jungle. <laughs> in the jungle. In the jungle. I, yeah. No, I, I hope not. Because I actually, the movie was at uh, uh, oh, Speed. or uh, There was a movie he did. Uh, very Who, The Rock? Or yeah. sorry, Dwayne Johnson? Uh, oh Fast gosh. and the Furious? No, no, no. Because he's this not is... doing those anymore. Doom. Yeah, he uh, publicly made that very clear. Yeah, um, him and Vin Diesel have some. Uh, they got uh, beef. They got beef. Yeah, no. Um, it's what's. For I'm there. gonna find this. We keep moving forward, but there's a movie that he did, and I was like, man, that's great. I wish he would do more stuff like that because it's so different than what he is known for. Right. Well, now. moving on. I I don't know if you want us to move on uh, to Let's the very next one because the very next one is a, a biggie. I've only actually I've well, only not, got not one a biggie, but it's something I've only got one to talk about in June, and okay. it's not the next one. Well, uh, we need to at least mention that June 10th, Jurassic World Dominion is coming, and that it is supposed to have all three: uh, Sam Neill, uh, Jeff Goldblum, and uh, Laura Dern. Laura Dern. Ah, all three doing, of them are supposed to be. They're doing there. the Spider-Man thing. Cool. Okay. Uh, no, they should have <laughs> done it from. They should have done it from the beginning but the story if, I don't know. now i know nothing about the story i know nothing about it but the premise that this last jurassic world movie ended with was that dinosaurs would now rule the earth which is a wonderful cool concept that hasn't been explored before so i'm gonna be very mad if we walk into this and they already captured them all back and brought them back and now I we're just running around an island think again so i think it's gonna be kind of a mix between like, like there should be jurassic world 2 and jurassic world 3 there should like. be consequences is what i'm saying uh, yeah and well, I, I don't know that little clone girl so, is gonna release all these deadly animals on the world she there better be consequences so you know somebody who is a michael Crichton fanboy uh, Michael Crichton. So Michael Crichton and uh, who's the other one? Gary. Not so not Paulson. Um, the London. Jack London. Jack London. Yeah. So they start keeping a tally. <laughs> yeah. No. These are people who like definitely formed. Like Jack London was like early rich, like young rich. Then when I got old enough, because obviously Michael Crichton writes at such a high level, uh, you you need to like understand science a lot to appreciate a lot of the stuff he does. But Michael Crichton. Like that was his, that's what was always his narrative on stuff was, you know, technology, science, and the dangerous line of what we think is like how we don't put morality and what we're doing. I, that I, is always the thing about Jurassic World was it wasn't the fact like I love seeing dinosaurs, but it was, yeah, we have the ability to do this. Nobody ever sat and asked the question, "Should we do this?" Correct. And and I've I've been told the the Netflix show, the Jurassic World. Oh, the little the Camp Cretaceous. Yeah, I've heard it's actually pretty good. Like, like it's what happens. It's set in. Um, I'm trying to remember because I'm I'm secondhand telling this. Um, it's set in the time of the first movie, where the camp or where the 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 place gets shut down because the dinosaurs start running amok. Right. Well, what happens is, is apparently there's like a summer camp type place around there and it gets shut down and there's nobody there. 
except for a group of kids who oh. are stuck there. Oh no! Apparently, the whole first season is just them stuck on this uh, this like island camp area, trying to get away. Oh. Um, I haven't seen it, but I've, I've I've had that recommended to me very recently, actually. Yeah, and I think the thing is, is like, look, I, I like Chris Pratt. And I like the Jurassic World first one. Second one was. Yeah. Nobody wants. I'm sorry. Nobody wants to see that Brachiosaurus running to the end of the pier, yeah. only to see it. It's just like I don't want to watch a movie that makes me feel guilty about something that doesn't exist. You know, you watch the movie because you get, I, I, have you watched like fictional movies. No, like the thing is, is like you care about the dinosaurs more than you care about the evil mercenary people who are running well, around. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I don't want to see the dinosaur suffer because of volcano blowing up. I care more about the T Rex baby in the second movie than I did right? about the dude who ends up getting eaten right. by the T Rex baby. Kill the people all day long they, in the movies. They, that's yeah. fine with me. When it comes to the animals, yeah. you know, don't kill the dog. But the point is, is that you know the horror. It's the untapped power it's the hey how do what do we do now once we open pandora's box and it's like it's going to be fan service it's going to be hopefully the bow to the whole franchise they're going to continue to make it because it's makes money makes money but this is the movie though that they can make to kind of give closure to the whole arc that they've opened because Jurassic world really was legitimately a good movie in the sense of like this was the movie that they should have made like post the first movie. This yeah, it should have been that that he Steven was Spiel- successful. Steven Spielberg that. wanted to do the Lost World as in Conan Arthur Doyle's Lost World instead of Michael Crichton's Lost World, which has two completely narr- different narratives. And everybody who like me read the book and loved it didn't like the movie because it wasn't the same story at all. You went from being scared and like, Oh my gosh, like this, like you said, untapped power to a more awe and wonder and kind of, it was two completely different things. And I think that's why it didn't set well. And actually, if you watch the third one, the third one is actually not nearly as bad. I know it critically yeah. got bad, and I think it's because they chose to not do the T-Rex. They did the Spinosaur instead. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. But it's still like closer to what the first movie was, which is in its essence a horror film, like a truly a it truly suspense. Was, it was terrifying. It was a, it was a family friendly were, horror film. You yeah. were always sitting on the edge of your seat the second they land, like they got mm-hmm. their plane crash. Yep, yep. You had no idea because legitimately any of those characters, outside of maybe Sam Neill, was gang to be killed. <laughs> so, but like I'm looking forward to it. I think a lot of people are going to be cautiously optimistic. Because the last one did leave not a great taste in everybody's mouth. And this is a way to kind of hopefully wrap it up. But it's still a movie. The, fir- the first Jurassic World made over $200 million. Yeah. So Yeah. Because it had actually a decent well. premise. Yeah. And it just goes to show, like, people like popcorn flicks. And it's a summer popcorn flick. And it's going to generate business. Uh, but Coming out uh, June 17th, what Toy Story should have done from the get-go after they finished the third one, Lightyear. Just take these established toy characters that you made and just put them in their own universes that made them popular enough to have freaking toys about them. Right, like how meta is this? This is great. Where it's a movie about a character that showed up in 95 of a toy made off of the movie or show that it's based on. So it's yeah, really weird when you. It's try to mimetic. Put it in that it's 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 impossible to explain to a little kid. Like I don't even know how to tell you that this is 
from an already made up thing. Yeah, that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't like, exist. Doesn't exist, but it's like made up. Like you might as well make like created the show back in '95. No, uh, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. Chris Evans, uh, another. It's Disney, which I don't know. Aaron's going to tell me wrong, but I don't think I'm it's sure Pixar. I'm sure he's going to tell you Pixar, but I. I think Toy Story it is, is parks is Pixar, so yeah, Toy yeah, because even Toy Story four was Pixar. Yeah, so. but Disney owns everything, so you can do whatever you want with Correct. any of the characters. Yes, but uh, having watched the animated Buzz Lightyear Star it, it Command animated okay. series, I am glad they're doing this because the idea of a man exploring space and forming a, a Star Command like that's, like that's great for kids. Kids would love that. That's the only problem I have with this movie is they've already done this and it was decent. Well, it wasn't amazing, but it was decent. Well, we can get more Planet Fifty One. No. Oh fuck. No. <laughs> Oh my god. You mean the movie that starred Dwayne Johnson and Justin Long in a freaking odd character of uh oh god, who played the villain in uh Fifth Element? Um, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman keeps saying uh diabolical. Which is a great way to say oh that word. God. He said it right. <laughs> he said it accurately. Why why did you open that recess in my brain? Why did you bring that back to my forefront of my mind with weird weirdly designed just, human I just know that's one of your characters. favorite movies so, <sighs> so I no heard, they've I heard. done this before with uh, Buzz Lightyear of Star Command where he led a team of star uh, no rangers yeah, uh, yeah space rangers space rangers um, who were varied and had good characteristics and were well, well acted and this looks like a prequel. It looks like before Star Command was a thing. It's like them this leaving is, Earth. To this go is like the true basis of like everything. Man wanted to go to the the stars. I know. I just I liked the Star Command one better. I'm gonna be sad we won't get an Emperor Zerg because he is one of my favorites. That we, oh yeah, that we know of. I yeah, know. that we know of. Fair that enough. Wait, he this, might show. But they're, they're, they've not shown a lot for this trip. No, it's like if we had Interstellar but for kids. Yeah, I, I mean, it really does look, look like that. So, um. But I, I mean, I think it's going to be good. I, it's Pixar, so I'll probably still end up seeing it. But um, the Black Phone, I remember seeing a trailer for this movie um, from Universal on June 24th. I remember seeing a... Um, is it a death phone? It, it is. It's it's like a, it's it's a, a thriller. But it's the concept made me really interested. But then they like started splitting the movie up. And I was like, why don't you just focus on this one part? And I can't remember... If, because the whole concept is that this kid gets kidnapped. It's a serial killer. By yeah, by Silica or uh, oh, whoever, and he oh my gosh. and like his hate it when his I, former yeah. victims. Oh no no no! That's what it was. He he gets kidnapped and he starts communicating to his friend, like through her dreams or something like that, and because with the help of his uh the the guy's former victims, Ethan Hawke. Ethan, that's right. So, yeah, it's uh, Scott Derrickson who directed the first uh, Jurassic Park, and he has a history in horror. You mean Jurassic World? Scott Derrickson? No, you're talking about Colin Trevorrow. Yeah, and Scott Derrickson directed. You said Jurassic Park. Steven Spielberg directed that one. Wait, what? I th- what did I? I'm sorry, I meant Doctor Strange. Golly. Yeah, you said. You Whoa, said we got Park. lost for a second. So there. wait, yeah, yeah no. Like, <laughs> Doc- <laughs> this is what happens when you're focusing on thirty movies at the exact same time. Yeah, I'm. Scott Derrickson directed Doctor Strange. Uh, Steven Spielberg fir- directed one. Jurassic Park. Tra- Colin Trevorrow directed Jurassic World. 
Now that we got all that segment, Scott Derrickson directed uh, Doctor Strange. He also directed, uh, or he's going to be directing this movie. This movie, but okay. he has like a he has a history in horror, uh, okay. sinister exorcism of Emily Rose. So he has like oh, he's yeah. got a lot of that aspect. Yeah, Ethan Hawke. I can see Ethan Hawke wanted to play a villain, and I he did an interview talking about doing this movie, and that's what sold him was like he wanted to play somebody that wasn't. Because, look, villains have all the best lines. Yeah. They're the ones that get to do the most. When you're a hero, you are so constricted of what you can do. Yeah. When you're the villain, you everything's on the table. So, yeah, exactly. But he's the only person of note in this. So it's, uh, it's going to be interesting. I think horror films always do well because people like that aspect. And this is original IP. Uh, which makes it even more interesting, and the premise is interesting. So I, it's going to be one of those where you know, hopefully we'll see how it performs. And, and I, I can't remember. It, it was either that he, it looked, uh, I don't know. I'm looking at it right now. Actually, it, it was either that the because he was talking to his friend who was like, I can see him in my dreams or something along those lines, or if it's because he's getting the help of these other. Um, uh, the so there's like a broken phone and somehow some way the phone is connected to people that were murdered by this person so like i guess somehow the way the movie is going to set up is like they give him the information that he needs to know in order how to survive and escape yeah and, it, and I, that's a cool concept that's too a concept that's been explored with Coraline, uh with that game you've been really interested in watching inscription where these former victims play a part in the current victim's escape Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, it feels like it's two kind of cool concepts that are kind of being smashed together a little bit. Like, I think you could have a good, like, uh, what's um, claustrophobic type movie where you're literally this kid who's stuck in this cell and is getting help by his friends or sorry, not by his friends, by the former victims or by the girl who's trying to help find him or something like that. I don't uh, know. I, I just feel like it's you kind of like, no, yeah. Uh, before we move on to July, I was just curious because there's a movie coming out on Aaron's birthday, so I read about it. Uh, Shotgun Wedding mm. coming out from Lionsgate uh, actually looks really fun. It is about a couple about to get married. They've invited both of their families out for this big destination wedding, and they're like on the ropes themselves, wondering if they're going to get married or not. And then the whole party gets kidnapped except for them, oh my and God. they have to learn how to work together. And will they still get married? Will they save their families? <laughs> will they kill each other first? Josh Duhamel... Uh, Jennifer Lopez. Oh, I don't think this is going to be as good as you hope for. Oh yeah. Just looking at this cast list and cast list don't mean anything. I, yeah. Jason Moore. They already wa- they already uh, walked Army Hammer out of it. So <laughs> Wait, why is that, Liz? Um. Well, re- because of recent sexual. I heard he really likes. I heard he really likes people. Yeah, really, he's a really good people person. Uh, yeah, boys, did that not help out when they made the remake for West Side Story? No, not at all. Uh, nope. I I don't know. This could be really. It looked fun. It could, it I thought it was gonna be, be a horror film when I read the premise, yeah. and then it's categorized as comedy, so I might actually want to watch it and see it. Um. Moving into July, my oh, no, 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 no. Oh, oh, you've got something we, else. No, we have to stop. <laughs> we're at two hours recording. We're going to have no, to. No, we're re- an hour and a half. No, we're not. I have this recorded. We're at two, over two hours. Woof. We have been talking for two hours straight. So, uh, two things, and you can cut this part out if you want. Okay. Um, we uh, f- first off, pick your order and let's order something because I'm starving. <laughs> um. 
because we we're we're at July now, and I this can would be the, this yeah, would be that. Our last, I'm thinking the last what this is our last month to talk about. That's what Rich said. We're only going to July. No, he to said the, we would go to July to the halfway point. No, no. I said July is the end of summer. Yes. So we're not we're not talking about anything released after July. After July, because who knows what the schedule is going to look yeah. like? Yeah, some of these don't even exist. Like to they be say, honest, oh, I misunderstood. To be honest, some of the July stuff actually may change because like that Rachel the Unicorn Diaries doesn't even like exist yeah, yet. Yeah, I can't find it on IMDb. Really, like, it's a book series, so it exists obviously. I think really, there's only three movies we should talk about: it's Correct. Minions, Thor, and Black Adam. Okay, so yeah. then because none don't... of those movies are going to move. Then we should have stopped around. Uh, April it's, to do the halfway thing, oh, but matter. we'll just doesn't we'll matter. we'll just we'll Sorry. skip over that because like once you get past like July, then like no, Rich said that's, that's at fine. the beginning, but I also misunderstood until I heard him say it the second time that that's, yeah, there's nothing else to talk about. That's fine. So nothing we may moves. release this in two parts then. Yeah, I'd love to break this up and do a two part yeah, and have two it, parts. and then I'd have Hall of January set up, and I don't have to worry. Yay. Yeah, that'd be fine. Because uh, it's two hours, it's gonna be really hard to get. So then we'll just I'll be on your podcast six times. I'll find I'll find the middle point. Uh, but yes, Aaron, we're only going to talk about one more month. I think the uh, middle want... point would be, I would say, like, either you could choose before March, before we hit Batman. I think Batman was the first time we talked about a movie in, in great detail, so yeah. it might be where I cut, and then I'll start up again after Batman. Yeah, because then after that, you're just leading into May, and then May goes, like, it's crazy. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, order that so we can Nothing's order. moving, Aaron. Aaron, it's broken. What? Up. It's frozen. And I don't know because I don't do Android. Flying away, flying away yeah, because my I laptop's about to die. Do you Here, would you like to use my iPad? No, no. I, I've because I know Minions and Thor and. Uh, Sorry, Black hun, Earth. I must have not turned this at the appropriate time then. But yeah, to me, we're close to our two-hour mark. And there's a lot of this. And how can cut. you calibrate that? Well, I mean, I, I I bought it as an hour, and I've timed it, and it's an hour, but you're I right. I know, but, I'm like, sure. I'm always, like, wondering, like, these things. It's like, what happens if, like, there's moisture in there, and some of it clumps up? And oh, it certainly, yeah. Down. It's not a perfect system. But I think that's, that's why, why we don't yeah. live by these anymore, Rich. That's why we have Crocs now. <laughs> <laughs> this is archaic. <laughs> yeah, I, um, okay, I see, I see what you guys are meaning now. Yeah, there, there are plenty of things to talk about, but, like, None of this stuff is probably set in stone, so exactly. I get that. Um, so, Typically do you want to have four months? Are you just wanting see. to cut at an hour, not even try to insert any no, sort I'll, of? I will find an appropriate place to that makes sense for us to cut, mm-hmm. and just you know, just like Lord of the Rings, the, the story that. will continue on disc fried two. Fried rice with chicken. Oh shoot! Um, fried. So, you want fried rice, chicken? That's yeah. it. Yeah, much like Lord of the Rings, this story will continue on disc two. It doesn't it cuts in the middle, but not in the middle of a scene. It, end of scene, stop. I'll do a little thing. For yeah, you can do like an intro and just say like, "Hey, this is a two parter." <laughs> this is too excited. You know, hey, this is our and we're anticipating for twenty twenty two movie release. You know, it's going to be ton. Um, do you have a Discover card that ends in two one six five? I believe so. Okay. Oh yeah, because I because you bought yeah, food you bought. for us. <laughs> All right. So I wanted to make sure before I. Great. That's great. Now, here, I'll be like. I don't remember buying this stuff. Well, I, Aaron's is going to no, go no, on no. I changed it so that way we're not bu- you're not buying us lunch again. So I was like, ah, uh, crap. Wait a minute. Right. <laughs> That's fine. That is order. Thank God. All right. Uh, so, so we'll. Um, we can do it. No, I'm. I'm just thinking because there are certain. There are at least two. Yeah, movies. but I figure we come back in like. 
Yeah, we can talk about like in May. Um, yeah, we'll start it up again. Because like that's the kickoff of the summer and everything and be like, hey, here's like the second half of what we started in January. And then here's what, because generally about four months, uh, studios, once once they have, like, unless it's extreme, like, the whole country fucking locks down. <laughs> which is. Which just happens. Which could happen. It could, um, moving on. Um, but most of the time when studios put a movie in, it's locked down by at four months. Yeah. So it's like a wedding. If you've gotten the save the date. Even Venom, when they moved it, they only moved it like the whole movement was like three weeks. They had had the original date and they moved it like right behind James Bond. Mm -hmm. And then they moved it in front of James Bond. And then they moved it to the last week in September. It wasn't like, oh, we moved it by like four months. Yeah. Like they're going to stick around. And Where they had already planned it. Because they have already They have all the goodwill, money. yeah. And everything's already like waiting for it. So unless your movies like was what happened with Bond. Bond was an exception because it wasn't American dependent. It was, we have to play this in the UK. We have to play this in Europe. If we can't play this there, then there's no purpose in releasing it. You know, I never really thought about it being a transcontinental sort of. Right. Well, because most of Hollywood is usually based on American, but I I see it all. I see it all the time in the Chinese movie market because if it doesn't release in China, it's not releasing in the U.S. Yeah. It has to be universal enough that it can be understood. Right. And, um, All right. So food so, ordered. We're yeah, going to slip in. We'll slip back in. I, there will be at least two movies I think we need to talk about that are past. What are they? Tell me now. Um, let's see. We'll, we'll talk about July. Um, I, I know what you want to say, Aaron. We're not talking about Into the Spider-Verse 2. There's no point. We know nothing about it. Well, I mean, we do know. But, again, I feel like... Those movies should be like placeholders for when we do the second half, or the second half, but the when we talk about the later part of this year. Yeah. When when are, so I, because I, I we, think I'm misunderstanding that part. So we want to try to do this a second time later on this year. Halfway yeah, like through the year, we do this again, looking at the next half of the year. What's coming up? We started this in January, talking about January through July. We meet back up in May to talk about what's coming out uh, August. Because through. CinemaCon is in April. Okay. So that's when they'll show us a bunch of this stuff. This is where a lot of my knowledge comes from is going to CinemaCon. Okay. So I go to CinemaCon. It's in the end of April. Take Aaron to CinemaCon. I would love to. You would get more appreciation out of it than I would. How much are the tickets? I might go. Uh, no, it's it by it's theatrical and distribution only. So you have to be with Well, if only you had gotten me that job. Right? If you were in marketing, you would be part of going. Cause they <laughs> you well, I know old. someone in you marketing You could be Rich's Commonwealth husband. I mean, you can take. <laughs> I'll be your plus one. I, I mean, you could probably easily get in. It's like you just wouldn't be able to like go and watch the showcases, which is like the whole point. Yeah. But um, no, seriously, though, it's like I, we go to show, CinemaCon. We get to see all the stuff. Then I say in like sometime in May, uh, we come over and then do the second half because by that point, most of the studios will have their holiday release schedule set in stone. Yeah. Okay. There will be some things that will that they may move based on production delays, COVID restrictions, things like that have affected. Right. But for the most part, 
you we already know like we know spider-man into the spider-verse is going to happen yeah, yeah. Not that's a, not a change but like but we might have those like a better movies, trailer or something like right that. or there'll be something more to talk about but like those are the movies you want to like feature in the second half because if we start off in just yeah November, if you take yeah if you take all the good ones out of the rest of the year and stick them in here then there's something to talk about right because like take a look right, at, right i thought we were going to try to do this whole thing in one setting so i've no, I, no, I, no, I, I misunderstood no, no, the mentality behind no, it so i just wanted to get through the summer because i the way i look at the year is you have everything to the summer mm-hmm. and then there's like a, a slow period because like january to february that's a slow period yeah, none of these S- movies have any descriptors in august them. to september is a slow period and then it kicks up at the end of september october has become a huge month now november is a big month because of thanksgiving and then christmas is always huge. of course yeah so there's still lots of more to talk about that we could easily talk for two hours not to mention whatever rabbit road that we decide right. rabbit trail to go for for editor elizabeth's sake we do have to cut yes. back in because i have a lot to cut here all right as we move into our final month walking into july um, the final nail in the coffin of what was the only good movie from Illumination and the only good movie of the <laughs> entire franchise, Minions, colon, oh, oh, The Rise whoa, of Gru. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You think Minions was better than the first Despicable Me? No, the first Despicable Me is the only one. The fact that they are calling Gru's backstory a Minions movie is the nail in the coffin here. Oh, yeah. This is not a Despicable, Despicable Me movie. This is a Minions movie first. Gru just happens to be here. I'm so peeved. It, I... Yeah. But we're not going to be, we can't be bad. So uh, I just so wanted to mention it was here. to uh, what I think is actually going to be good. Thor Love and Thunder, I think, is going to be yes. amazing. Yeah, July 8th, Walt Disney, another big they're, time. They're going to they're gonna hold that box office for a few weeks. All of the research I've been doing more. on this, just the idea of how Natalie Portman was supposed to have so much more and how the director, Hey Jenkins, had so many good ideas, and they said no to all of that, threw her away, and then were like, wait a minute actually could you come back and do it because it turns out you are a good director and we were dumb and now she gets to bring Natalie Portman back too and I have been waiting for female Thor ever since I read about her in the comics like three four five years ago I've been waiting for this day I am very <laughs> excited so you're more excited about that I'm excited about you know the god butcher uh, are they Christian Bale not heard of this. Now one. here's the thing, Rich. Now, You've not heard. I've do, I don't know anything about it either. Like again, oh. I'm not watching trailers. I don't know a damn thing about it. So you know, you you know, try to do a little, uh, another plug. Aaron and Liz do comic book uh, previews for the week of. We've been doing it for a year. So if the God Butcher was before that, we didn't. Read it, it is before this. Yeah. It is. It's a, it's a very fascinating because you know, look, Thor is just. I mean, he's kind of like the Hulk. It's one of those. Nothing really ever kills him. Yeah. You know, and we saw a, a lot of more of him struggling with his sister in the third movie, but there is a character called the God Butcher, played by Christian Bale, <laughs> which is confirmed. This is not that's great typecasting. That's so good. He's such an ass. <laughs> but it's kind of cool. It's this character who hates gods, and his goal is to kill all gods. Fantastic. And so you know, we get to see an aspect of he's Kratos. Like, look. You're going to commit to something, go all in. Thor Love and Thunder is going to be all cosmic. There's not mm-hmm. going to be anything outside of maybe Natalie Portman and Earth, the Earthling. Yeah. But it's just going to be all cosmic. I think they're going to lean heavy into that. And rightfully so. I think because there's so many interesting stories that you can tell outside of this world 
that uh, Taika Waititi could do a really good job at. Mm-hmm. So, but yes, yeah, so like we're Miley- also going to get most of the cosplay that we're going to see at Dragon Con is going to come from Thor: Love and Thunder. Oh, I call absolutely. it right now. Absolutely. Yeah, Natalie Portman. I mean, like, it was sad that kind of how that whole deteriorated, but you know, it's good to have her back because you know it's still an important character. And it is an important comic book run when, you know, you find out who, like, Thor, Lady Thor, or I forgot what it's so hard. It's, it's Thor. Was. It's still Thor. Still She's Thor. just a woman. That's the only difference. It's not Lady Thor, no, which is not a totally Chris different. Not Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, finding out it was, oh, yeah, it's actually Jane Foster. Spoilers. Yeah. Uh, I mean, who's, like, cool dying part. of cancer. And I know. Like, it's so tragic. Oh, Talk about, gosh. like, truly, like, that's the character that, you know, you kind of, like, thought about, like, uh how Thor first came about is this guy who's you, you needs a cane to walk around. Cause he's like physically very crippled compared to his alter ego, which is the God of thunder. So, That's so very there's cool, so though. many elements, so many different things that they're putting in this movie. I just hope it's not too much. You know, I would be worried about that too. If I hadn't seen him do it already with the last Thor movie, which I thought they were throwing in like Jeff Goldblum and other planets. And I, Hulk, I'm like, there's too much yeah, here. You like, can't balance Hulk it. Hulk with like, yeah, there's so many things that they did, and they did it well. I I think though that sometimes you shortchange a character. Like, can can I ask a question? Um, when is the um, God Butcher supposed to come out? Because on my list, it's nowhere. No, no, Aaron. So the God Butcher is a character in the comics run that already exists. Oh, for Thor. Oh. I'm like I'm looking like God Butcher, the God Butcher. Yeah, no, God no, there butcher. won't be. There may be a prequel comic. Comic. Before He's the not going to get a movie. Oh, Although it would goodness. be a cool movie because like his whole backstory. Uh, oh, we've got four video games for the God Butcher. I mean, we're we're good. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> About how killing all these gods. No, yeah, it, it's just it's an interesting character. And Sorry, my bad. I was like I'm looking for this. Like, he was so this, confused, Rich. Like, like kind of like God. Well, of the look in your like, all's eyes when I brought it up was like, man, I. I I mean, I read about this no, stuff. No, the, completely... beauty, the beauty of what we do at the comic book shop is that anyone with a passing fancy knows more than the two of us did <laughs> shit snow. I, I don't know if that's true anymore at this point. You, we you try to be well-informed. Yeah. We try, but we have no knowledge of history when it yes, comes to comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and unfortunately, I'm just quickly. one of those that just, that's all I am is history. <laughs> that well, just, see, that's why we work well together because we can so. kind of find that middle but ground. Anyway, this movie definitely, I think if it has the humor, the levity of the third one along with the cosmic insaneness. And like, I wouldn't know how Takita Watiti would be with this kind of, or with, not even with this kind of, how he would be outside of Thor, Love and Thunder if we hadn't already seen what we do in the shadows and if we didn't watch Jojo Rabbit. Like, both very good movies in their own right, very uh, witty and funny and well-paced in their own right. Just, like, and they're all different genres, too. And it's he, he's someone who can step into a, uh, a situation and And different genres, take but charge. also, like, kudos to a person who takes on difficult subject material. Jojo Rabbit is... I'm going, to, I'm going to make a movie where I play Adolf Hitler... And during Nazi Germany and with a kid who is aspiring to be a Hitler. And this is going to be a comedy and we're just going to make fun and all this other stuff. You know, there, I remember when that movie came out, so many people were upset because like, how dare you and all this stuff. But it's like, I remember something, I believe, uh, uh, Oh, Joan Rivers said, 
if you can't laugh at something, then you're not ready to deal with it. And I'm not saying that it's nothing in that movie cheapens the horrors that came out of that time. But in fact, it takes those situations very seriously, but it takes that they take the thematical elements out of that movie and it makes it like you to where you can discuss it. You know, that's like, I think sometimes that's the hardest aspect is having discussions that deal with difficult stuff. Taiki Waititi, because of the way that he makes humor out of it, makes it to where, yeah, you can talk about difficult things and then still have like constructive talks about it. Taika actually talks about in the interviews, they're like, so um, what, what, what's studying? Did you do what to prepare for the role? He's like, I didn't do a damn thing. I didn't look at one single piece of Hitler anything for my Hitler. Right. And when you watch it, you realize, oh, this isn't Hitler. This is a boy's fantasization of what his This would Hitler be like is. a kid talking to Superman or like Remy talking to uh, Cousteau in um, uh, Ratatouille. Ratatouille. Like, he doesn't know uh, Cousteau personally. It's not actually his ghost. It's literally just his... Personification of it. Exactly. Right. And I think that's what... When you you explain it to the people who just immediately judge it based on just reading the synopsis... Oh, it's like the producers. Like, like <laughs> it's about anything Mel Brooks does. Like, on paper, that all seems terribly offensive and awful. And then you look at how he uses comedy yeah, as a summertime. way to... Yeah, to, Hitler to re- in springtime to remove, to remove the mystique of the man. Not yeah. It's okay, guys. I'm not going to judge you on that. Uh, just to remove the mystique of the man and just be like, just make fun of him. Yeah, make who would have thought like, Mel Brooks started that? Or not really started, but he made that popular. And then who would have thought that like Tahir Watiti would be kind of the sole parent or heir to that? And now you're talking about a course of decades. Like, I think that's where sometimes I think movies lose their teeth a little bit is trying to make, you know, these kind of poignant perceptions of society. And some people do it really well. Others do it really poorly. I think he does it really well because I think for him, he has no stakes in it. I think he is as happy not doing anything than he is making these movies. So they're like, there's no credibility. There's no like, Oh, my career's over. If this fails, he does not care. No, and that's in the, in the, like not having that sense of fear. Sometimes it's really good for people. Sometimes it isn't, but like it really works for him. Um, and, and yeah, because you, you can take chances, you believe in it. So Thor, definitely, probably, I will. I'm going to say even over Jurassic, even over Doctor Strange. That's the pick of the month. It's got to be the, the pick of the summer because it has the most like known quantity about it going into it. Agreed. I, I would say it's going to be a tough race between that and Doctor Strange. Beca- and I think if it if Doctor Strange was a quote-unquote more non-horror family friendly. Doctor Strange gets more energy because of Spider-Man. Yes. I would say before Spider-Man, nobody would have given I would it. agree. But because of Spider-Man, I, yeah, that's mm-hmm. where I'm kind of a little... That and um, WandaVision. I, I have to talk about this next one uh, for July 15th uh, because I, I don't think you'll like it, but I think you'll appreciate the the mentality or the concept, the mentality behind it or the concept. Um, so there are two movies coming out on July 15th, uh, Bed Rest from STX Entertainment and then Bullet Train from Sony. And I think you'll be interested in Bullet Train, but Bed Rest? Have, have you researched no, this one? No, not a bit. It is, uh, hang on. No, no, let me, okay, let me okay, just okay, tell okay, you. Okay, okay. Um, it is a woman who is who has uh, been trying to build a family, is uh, pregnant again, but is ordered to be on bed rest 
and is slowly visited by like ghostly figures and she doesn't know if they're real or not and she's trying to fight to make sure that she stays sane enough for her ch- children right That's, right sorry that that hits the same notes as invisible man i it sounds amazing. I can't watch it. I, that's exactly why. I, like, sounds like such a good. It movie. sounds so good. I, I will not, not be seeing it. it. Yeah. So is Bullet Train? Is that like Liam Neeson, like trying to find <laughs> another killer? Is it I the mean, same category as Ambulance from a bit are. earlier in the summer? Hey, Ambulance. Jake Gyllenhaal. I, uh, that, no that movie. But. Bu- Bullet Train feels a little um, like a mix between Murder on the Orient Express and um, uh, Smoke and Aces. Uh, it feels like, uh, oh my gosh, right? that's a different, it, it absolutely feels like it's <laughs> apparently five assassins are on a speeding train <laughs> and they figure out that their, their targets are the a little bit guy? more closely related than they think. No, oh, I was hoping it would be the same guy uh, and maybe. all five assassins are trying to kill him. Maybe. Uh, evidently Brad Pitt plays a character named Ladybug. So. Oh. Yeah, it's Brad Pitt. Uh, I'm already interested. Joey King, Lady Gaga, Sandra yes, Bullock. Yes, yes. It honestly kind of looks like. Oh, Zazie Beats. I like she's. I like she's a good actress. That's so cool. That that under the radar that film. Yeah, yeah. That's tough. You know, you don't want to be the mo- the theater or the movie after a major release. So that's kind of nice to have a quality picture. Uh, Coming out in the 22nd uh, from Sony, the only reason I'm going to bring it up is because of the paradox that this uh, movie presents where the crawdads sing. Um, every person on the bestseller list talks about where the crawdads sing because where the crawdads sing has been sitting at the number one bestseller on the New York's bestseller list for months now, if not years. It's stupid. And they all talk about it like it's 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 uh called like the the, the uh, where the crawdads sing complex every author is like i'm not gonna get above them but you know at least it's nice to be here in the running with them just like when old town road wouldn't stop being number one for like five months so i just wanted to bring that up that there is a where the crawdads sing adaptation coming out this summer oh i i know you've talked about that i have to do a little bit more research cause i never I, read the thing because yeah, now I, it's, I been, it's been wrecked for me now like it can't be that good and i'm never gonna enjoy it now but i mean it's such a novel concept to get a movie from a book so i mean it's always going to be interesting <laughs> novel concept <laughs> uh, all right we only I got one yeah we only got one more to talk about yeah, just I, the one basically if superman would just go on a murderous rampage that's what you get with black adam I don't understand the. I know who Black Adam is. I know who, or he's he's a villain he's or antihero. So <laughs> he, so for to show that how nerdy I am, Black Adam uh, was a character created to be the anti Shazam. That's see, that's what I thought. Oh yeah. right, because he's Shazam's enemy. Yes. Okay. Well, yeah. and in all fairness, it is the anti Captain Marvel. But if anybody wants to go down that rabbit hole. Uh, how <laughs> the name rights and everything. But in this case, we talk Mark about Shazam Bell. because there has been a movie with Zachary Levi, who, which <sighs> I I, is a very good movie. So how, how does Marvel get Black Adam then if it's a DC? It's not Marvel. I'm sorry. I it was... is a DC property. Okay. It's okay. always confusing because they... Ha- I was thinking of Black Manta, which is also DC, but Aquaman. There was, a, there was a comic book company back in the day called Fawcett Company, or Fawcett Comics. They made a character called Captain Marvel, which is what the Shazam franchise, and a basically straight up copied Superman on a lot of things. But interestingly, 
this character was the first to fly. Like, he could fly. Superman at that time couldn't fly. He could leap. Yeah, leap he over. could leap over. Yeah, that's the whole, like, if you ever sat there and, like, watched the cartoon, like, he can fly. What does it matter if he can jump over, yeah. leap over a tall building? No, but, like, DC sued Fawcett Company. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, the, the whole leaping thing is, like, uh, Samurai Jack, you could fly? No, jump good. <laughs> jump good. So just to even go, like, down this weird thing, they lost. And the judge basically asserted that, yeah, you can copy elements of Superman as long as it's not like Superman, which allowed like Marvel and everybody else. So huh. they lost. Then they acquired Fawcett Comics to just bury it. Then the contract or the public domain or whatever came up on the character's name. Marvel then created a character called Captain Marvel, <laughs> which now means that DC can't use Captain Marvel as the title of their character anymore. So they changed it to Shazam. And so that's why and the original Captain Marvel was actually uh, a man. It wasn't right. Carol Danvers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was Captain Marvel because he was a Cree instead of a human. And, uh, but yeah, they took the name almost as kind of like a, you know, a, salute to dc in a non nice way <laughs> and uh but yeah so it put dc at a disadvantage now because they have a character who's named captain marvel that they can't use so they created shazam and at that time that's when they brought like around black adam as like the antithesis like we have this character who represents everything that's good how about we have the person who is given the same powers but with the wrong motivation and as they started to develop the character more, he became way more nuanced. He uh, he actually has a very interesting backstory, but he's not he's an antihero. He's just a person who very much cares about his kingdom, and um, he will destroy. Kind of, he's basically like Namor in the DC universe. I don't care about the surface world. I'll do whatever I can to protect my world. And if that means taking you out, just an isolationist. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. care, but it's going to be interesting because like he is as powerful as like Superman is. And the one thing that Superman has a, his weakness is outside of kryptonite, an allergy. He's weak to magic. And so he's always been, he always kind of has an upper hand when he has faced off against that character. So it's going to be interesting because this is going to be a comic book movie with a tone that I don't think we've really seen outside of, like, Deadpool. That yeah, do we of. have yeah. any magic superhero movies right now besides Doctor Strange? And that's just physics. I mean, it's magic, but they kind of play it as it's science. Yeah, so many try to, like, write off their magic stuff as, like, science. Thor. Like, yeah. It's not Thor. magic, it's science. But it's no, I don't, as far as I'm aware, like, there's nothing. And, like, DC by far has the better magic properties yeah, we've got um the the well, awesome I witch with the top hat who uh, <laughs> Satana. Satana. Uh, we also, uh, I mean, technically, WandaVision is now uh, it, it's it's magic because it's it, they can cons they consider what she does right now, magic. Yeah, Marvel now like recognizes like chaos magic yes. and like all this other stuff. And I think you'll see like what if the television so kind of goes a little bit more in that Doctor Strange we, episode. We've not seen that episode yet. So it goes more into depth. So you start to understand there's more layers to it. But, you know, I think Marvel's starting to kind of lean in. I think there's always a hesitancy when you do fantastical I stuff. Think I, okay, Rich, can you speak to that just a little bit before we end on our giant two-part 
summer of 2022 movie extravaganza um why are film why why is hollywood so averse to the idea of fantasy in their movies it feels like that's a thing that happens all the time that's why lord of the rings was such a big deal because it had never been attempted before it would have never worked it's like getting fantastic four and seeing galactus as a giant cloud there are people who've spent uh when i say money like we're not talking about oh i invested a hundred dollars we put a hundred plus million dollars into a project right we need to make that money. So how do you make that money? You make that money by making your movie appeal to as many people as possible. If you put a giant 300, 500 foot tall man wearing purple <laughs> outfit with a giant drill to take the energy from the earth, people are going to be like, what on earth is this? But the funny thing is, is and I think when you look at Lord of the Rings, which we talked about off podcast, we talked about other things. The harder you lean into the fantasy aspect, that actually the better the movie tends to be. Yeah, you don't want a movie where you feel like the person making it was ashamed of its origins and was like, but it's not like that, guys. It's actually really serious and, you know, fairies and elves and whatever don't, don't really matter. It's like, no, you have to be sincere. We can smell it in the air if you're not sincere. I mean, since if you were ever a child and you had imagination, fantasy should never be that much of a leap to try to, like, grasp. And, like, for me, make your stuff as crazy and zany as possible because that's where people, like, enjoy. If and that's I even where, like, things can branch off of. Sometimes, like, when you go the craziest and the zaniest, then you not necessarily return to normalcy, but, like, you can be like, oh, man, I really like this movie. that got a little too much, but I really like this concept. And there's been plenty of people who have been, like, who watch movies that are just utter garbage but insane and they take and they pull things from it right and like talk about shazam which is kind of not it's not really a truly a lead into black adam black adam was greenlit a long time ago it's just taken a long time for dwayne johnson's schedule to correspond <laughs> to him to make the movie gosh has that really been it huh has that really just been the reason why yeah that's so because he's the hardest working person in Hollywood. He honestly is. Yeah. And it's just they've it's taken a, lo- a long time for everything to sync up. Now that they've made it, like the thing is, is though, is is like they were had no problems. Like, hey, you know, we're going to, and uh, kudos to DC because like I felt like they struggled with this. Where is it at all a bad thing to say? Oh, a kid gets superpowers, and it's just because he says a word. Like, I felt like they were just a talking tiger away from making the movie even more ridiculous. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that guy. But, like, I mean, seriously, like, I think Shazam was a fun movie, and Zachary Levi does a good job. And it's going to be entertaining to see if those two characters ever do meet up because it's such, like, it, talk about foil for each other. I mean, completely different characters. I'm because this is, yeah. I, I like, it's this movie is not, you're, you're just do not go in thinking this is anything like a Shazam happy go lucky. Like the trailer shows him straight up just grabbing a soldier and like him being electrocuted to ash. Uh. So he, this is not your uh, mom and pop's uh, comic book hero. <laughs> this ain't your normal Shazam. Hey, DC continues. Don't don't think that this is like something that you're gonna see like when Sonic. Knocks on one of the robot characters and little fluffy critters come out oh, at the gosh. end. <laughs> they, I, the, no, I, and I'm I'm looking forward to it because I look. I mean, the more adult aspect of this stuff is always more interesting. But you know, as long as it's still 
family friendly in the PG 13 realm, it's still going to be decent. So, but yeah, lean into it. I feel like if you lean into these things more, the more the, you will be shocked to find that people will accept it. We did it. Yeah. Right. Oh, Everyone. God. We did it. You've been with us for two episodes. You made it. And Iron only went on like three soapboxes. Only so, three. Yes. Good job. Oh, yes. Thank you. Thank you. I'd like to thank the little people in my life. <laughs> Bye, Crops. No. Oh, the poor kitty cats. sleeping. Uh, Rich, thank you so much for coming and wasting so many hours with us to talk about <laughs> movies, which is our favorite way to spend time. Right. And you know, the funny thing is we talk more way off of podcast time than we we all, it, so the, much lost to the ether of time. This, we always sit there like, why aren't we recording? Yeah, I said that multiple times before today. I was like, guys, we're not recording. Why Stop are, talking like this. Why aren't we monetizing our friendship? <laughs> so, no, the fact that you all keep inviting me back either means that you're insane or they're, I think this is the thing that makes me like your all's podcast, which is, is that it is what it is. It's water cooler talk. It is, let's have a discussion. There are tons of people who don't think twice about something they watched or like give it even more than that. That's like my parents and everything else. And then there's people like me who are like, oh, I really enjoyed these elements and I really enjoyed this actor, this director. I like these themes, stuff that a lot of people care about. And you all do it better than uh, at least some of the people that I hear that I at least can stomach through. Um, <laughs> but, uh, well, you know, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, and I enjoy it. I don't know how I got lucky to be on something like this because I, I really I don't think of myself that important by any means. But I love movies. I know you all love movies. And it's one of the best ways that I think can bring a lot of people together. and But also be able to you know tell stories and do things that can be difficult. That's great, Rich. I don't have anything else to add to that. I thought I would. He does it so much better than I do. He's a way of putting things succinctly. He's got a way with words. Aww. <laughs> so, well, uh, thank you all for joining us. Uh, I don't know how we're going to end the other one. We'll just maybe quickly record something at the Probably end. Probably by not acknowledging it the way you just did, so I have to yeah. cut out something else in the edit. So uh, thanks for joining us, and this was a super long episode. Super uh, The two-parters. Um, and I uh, hope you guys are enjoying your 2022, the beginnings of it. And that it's starting off uh, lightly but firmly. Yeah, don't forget, we will be back in May talking about the fall slash Christmas movie season. Yes, I had so much. I think we had tons of fun doing this. There's no reason we shouldn't do it again for this the is, winter. This is how I put myself on future episodes, <laughs> by saying this, so that way you are <laughs> obligated. It's been willed into the universe you now. You're obligated now to follow up on this, but there is still so much more the rest of this year to talk about once I'm, we know things are more solid in that release. Yeah, I'm there's, actually there's, the most curious, I, Aaron, I to, about uh, how many of the movies we talked about today are actually going to be ones we actually end up talking about and how many movies we end up talking about in the podcast were ones we didn't even mention in this. Yeah, I'm, that will get slotted in. At well, you know, we actually have to record for that to happen. Stop so. it. We are. It's a new year. We already have, we already did two episodes in January. I think we're off to a great start. Uh, anywho, I'm looking forward to recording again. And I'm looking forward to 2022. Rich, uh, thank you so much for joining us today and, um, and these these episodes that we've done. And uh, as always, she's been Elizabeth. And he's been Aaron. And, and we're, we're married, married to the idea. idea.